Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So we looked at the truth, the attribute of God being omnipresent on Tuesday. We established what it is, the main verses it comes from, how David talked about it, how Jeremiah talked about it. We talked about what it means and how it naturally flows or follows from God's infinity. We said on today's episode, we're going to look at two objections that people bring up in relation to God's omnipresent. Then we're going to look at some practical application of what it means. Remember our our word, our phrase, what difference does it make? We want to look at that towards the end of the episode. So the first objection people will bring up about God's omnipresence is this, the incarnation, when Jesus, when God became a man in Jesus Christ. So it goes like this, when God became man in Jesus Christ, he was located in one place at one time. And as a result, therefore, he could not be omnipresent. So how do we answer this? So if God was limited to being in one place at one time in the person of Jesus Christ, then he cannot be omnipresent, and therefore our truth or our attribute of God's omnipresence fails. Well, let's think about this for a moment. We must remember this, that Jesus Christ had two natures. He had a divine nature, and he also had a human nature. We must not confuse the two. We can't diminish the divine and elevate the human. We can't elevate the human or or elevate the divine and uh, uh, diminish the human. You see, we have to take them equally. Why? Because they're equal truths that are taught about the person of Jesus Christ. So it goes like this. Jesus Christ as God was everywhere at once in his divine nature. While Jesus Christ as man was in one place at one time. So what is true of one is not necessarily true of the other. So what's true of his divine nature is not necessarily true of his human nature. Does that mean he was limited? No, because he was still divine. He still possessed his full divine nature. You see, it was Jesus' divine nature. In, I'm sorry, in Jesus' divine nature, he is infinite and uncreated. We understand that truth. But in his human nature, he is finite and created. He was finite and created. You see, the humanity of Jesus in no way diminishes the divine nature and the attributes that come from the divine nature. Jesus was both man and God. He was the God-man. And we, we... don't uh, the human nature does not diminish the divine, nor does the divine diminish the human nature. We can't confuse the two. Uh, then secondly, what we would say is the immediacy of God's present. So the idea is if God is everywhere present, then how is his presence manifested in particular places at particular times? like it was on the uh, Solomon's temple, like it was in the burning bush, but how God reveals himself uh, in a special way. Also, people may ask this, why should we even ask God to be with us? You hear people pray, God, be with us. God, pour out your spirit. God, may your presence be felt in this place. You hear prayers like that, or you hear people talk like that. Well, if God is everywhere and present, then do we even need to talk like that? Let's think about that just for a moment. You see, God's present being very active in a specific location at a specific time does not mean he is, still, he is not still present everywhere. So God 
present, his presence being very active at Solomon's temple, uh, being revealed at the Mount of Transfiguration, being revealed in the burning bush, uh, being revealed, if you will, when we hear God speak, just because his presence is very active in that specific location at a specific time does not mean he's still not present everywhere else. You see, the truth of God being omnipresent means he's, yeah, he's everywhere and he's active everywhere and he can act specially in certain places at certain times if he so desires. And we see that he does that. Uh, God's eminence is his presence being active in our lives in the world while he is omnipresent. We talked about eminence a, a few episodes back and we stressed the it's the truth that, yeah, God is present, but he's active. And if God's active, then, yeah, we should expect his uh, presence to be manifested in special ways at certain times. That's the way God speaks to and reveals and talks to the prophets and everything. So the other one was, why should we ask God to be with us, to reveal his presence if, it's, if he's already present with us? Well, there's a difference in how we relate to God's presence or how he reveals his presence. I know God is everywhere present at all times, but there are specific times when I have experienced a realization of his presence. I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a church service? You ever been in your car? You've ever been uh, in, in your room? You ever been in your office, wherever, and you just you experience an overwhelming sense of God's presence? I would imagine you have felt that, or you will at some time in the future. They're very memorable moments. You, you don't feel that all the time. It's you, you just sense a realization of his presence. I've been in uh, services where you just experience, you know, God has been there. His presence has been manifested or revealed more active than maybe it has in the past. Does that mean he's not omnipresent? No, it kind of goes back to what we've already said. He can be active in certain places at certain times, but it doesn't mean he's not omnipresent. And so I believe this is what we mean when we're praying that God will reveal his presence or God will be with us. Uh, we're not, we still understand and hold to the truth that, yeah, God is everywhere. And maybe sometimes when we're praying this way, we need to be reminded as we're seeking, God, I don't hear you. I don't feel you. I don't, I, where are you at? And we need to be reminded that God is there. And if we're a believer, God's inside of us in the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's, we don't have to run to find him. Remember what David was talking about on Tuesday's episode. Whither shall I flee from your spirit? Where can I run? If we can't run anywhere to hide from him, then we don't have to run anywhere to get to him because he's already there. You see, we don't have to run and find him. God, hey, Marco Polo, Marco. No, we don't need to do anything like that. Because God's presence is with us. Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And he meant that. So what would be some practical application? What difference does it make in my life today that God is omnipresent? Well, two thoughts, and there's many more. But it is one, it's convicting. Knowing that God is present everywhere should create an awareness of our actions. I don't know about you, but it's very convicting to think that God is not going to miss anything in my life. You see, we must be aware of what we are doing and how we are doing. And it's not like we can get to the end and say, God, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? Are you sure? I don't know if you got that right. No, because God's omnipresent, because God is omniscient, God knows, he sees, he's there, he's active. There's no way that you and I can dismiss or get away or hide or shove under the rug, or hope, you know, what we did in secret, or what we did behind closed doors will not be seen by him. He's already there. 
He's already seen. He already knows. So yes, it's, it's very convicting to think about that. And I think sometimes that may would help us if we would be mindful that God's presence is with us. Where we're going, what we're doing, what we're thinking, what we're saying. See, we're going to look at God's omniscience next week. And when you tie God's omnipresent with his omniscience, man, it can get very convicting. And it should bring in all of reverence and all of seriousness in how we live our lives. Because we're constantly standing in the presence of God. He's with us. He's there. So while it's convicting, it is also comforting. You see, we do not have to wait for God to come around. I just kind of mentioned that. We do not have to wonder if God is aware of what's going on in our life. And while, yes, that's convicting, it's also comforting. Because he sees what that other person did. He knows how they treated you wrongly or how they did that or how they manipulated that situation or how they lied in that situation or how they didn't uh, create that factually or whatever they're doing. You see, his, he sees that and his omnipresence coupled with his omniscience assures us that God can and will judge 100% righteously. He said in Romans 12, 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. You see, it's very comforting to know as people uh, treat us wrongly, as people do things to us where it seems like they get away with it, nobody else saw it, they didn't, the boss at work didn't catch it, or my family members didn't see it. Uh, they think I'm, I'm the trouble or I'm the one line. No, 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 no. God sees it. God knows exactly what is going on. And no action will ever escape God's eye. And God in his justice, God will judge 100% righteously. Justice will be served. And it's comforting to know that God is always with you. You are never, ever alone. Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. How? How can he give us that promise? How can he tell those 12 disciples, 12 different people, I'm always going to be with you at all times? I mean, we're talking about, remember, the incarnation, Jesus, who was kind of confined to one place at a specific time. Why could he do that? Because he was also God, and God is omnipresent. And so God will be with you. God will walk with you. God will... His presence is with you, guiding you, leading you at all times. And so as we think about God's omnipresence, we're going to look next week on our episodes at God's omniscient and see what that means for our lives today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.